Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. We've been talking about strategic coaches, extraordinary coach culture, which really comes down to our core values. Well, one of our major values is lifetime growth, and this is true for both what we call the front and the backstage of our business. So on the front stage, lifetime growth is really what we're all about for entrepreneurs. If you want to grow, we are a fabulous place to be, and if you don't, we're not. (laughs) It's really that simple. We normally talk about that in the form of the front stage and our clientele, and you probably have a similar value for your own clients. We also have that as what we call a backstage value. In other words, it's really, really critical that every single one of our team members is always personally growing and that they're growing in their knowledge, they're growing in their skills, they're growing in their attitudes, they're growing in their habits. And here's why, because if we have a team that's always growing, it's always going to make our company better and it's going to make the lives of the people in it better. Now, what's interesting that I've discovered is that not everyone signs up for this. It's not really what everyone is up to. Some people just want to come in and do a job. Some people just want to show up and be told what to do. Some people don't necessarily want to learn. And those are the people who are frankly not successful in our culture, either you know from a client standpoint or from a team member standpoint. And this is really interesting because how do you screen for, how do you find people who are interested in growing? Well, one of the best ways is to figure out what have they done in the past? Have they invested in the courses for themselves? Do they have a learning mindset? Is that one of their strengths finder strengths? For example, that's another great indication. Do they have a passion? Do they love to read? Do they talk about what they are excited about learning? Do they talk about growing as a person? Or do they seem to really have what's called a fixed mindset? What we've discovered, and this is just such a critical point, that mindset is really everything. And if you've ever read the book by Carol Dweck, please do. It's called Mindset. She talks about the difference between having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And people with a fixed mindset are really very perfectionist. They often don't risk things because they are scared that they won't do it right and that if they can't do it right once, then they'll never be able to do it right and so they stop. Now, if you're raising children, you may have run into this. It seems to be a fairly normal human condition. But in terms of people who are really successful in life, they have what's called a growth mindset. And then if you didn't do it right the first time, well, there's another opportunity for growth here. We can learn, we can grow, we can challenge ourselves, and we can always find ways to get better. And that's so critical. It's what our entire strategic coach program is based on for our clientele, our entrepreneurial clients. It's also, however, how we're structured as a company. I find it just very, very important that people understand when they join Strategic Coach that this is the deal. If you're not willing to grow as a person, if you're not willing to grow as a professional, then Strategic Coach will not be a comfortable place for you. So stretching and growing and learning and being resourceful and figuring stuff out and being willing to be confronted by stuff you don't know yet or haven't done before, there has to be a willingness for that or you're not going to have a whole lot of fun and we're not going to have a lot of fun with you is another part of that. So this is, to my mind, a very, there are so many dimensions to this. So two of the things I want to bring up. First of all, if you've had a chance to watch Simon Sinek's talk, not his TED Talk, which is brilliant too, by the way, start with why, but his talk on millennials, I found it fascinating and I had a realization I want to share with you. So he talked about four things about millennials. By the way, I totally delayed watching this video for the longest time because I thought he was millennial bashing, which I have zero patience for. But truth be told, he's actually fairly compassionate towards millennials. And this is what he sort of defined as some of the things that influence millennials and their behavior. So the first one is parenting, 
I'll let you watch it so we can define that. The next one is technology, which we know they were kind of born with a, a smartphone in their hands. The next one is impatience, which definitely seems to be another characteristic of millennials. But the last one is environment. And he said something that really made me sit up and take notice. Here's what he had to say. I want to read this to you. So Simon Sinek says, we're taking this amazing group of young, fantastic kids who have just been dealt a bad hand. It's no fault of their own. And we put them in corporate environments that care more about the numbers than they do about the kids. They care more about the short-term gains than the long-term life of this young human being. We care more about the year than the lifetime right. And so we are putting them in corporate environments that aren't helping them build their confidence, that aren't helping them learn the skills of cooperation. He kind of says something interesting. He says, and they're not going to learn it unless it's from you. So he kind of says, well, it's too bad to be you, but corporations, companies, you're the ones who have to provide this learning. And I completely agree with him. And my insight was, because we've done a ton of coaching and training of our internal team in the last year at Strategic Coach, we brought in something called Collaborative Way, which I've talked about before, which I highly recommend, brilliant way of communicating with one another and cooperating with one another. We've also been investing in something called the Print Survey, P-R-I-N-T, which is phenomenal. So people are getting all this Increased self-awareness. We've already been doing Colby and StrengthsFinder. So there's so much opportunity at Coach to learn more about yourself, which, by the way, I've mentioned other podcasts, why people are attracted to work at Strategic Coach and the opportunity to learn more about themselves and the fact that we're interested in who they are as human beings is a major attractor. So this supports that. But it's only attractive to people who actually want to know themselves and want to grow. But going back to my insight, I realized that We've been providing all of this coaching and training, and in at least when I grew up, we would do a lot of that outside the company. I took reams and reams of courses. <laughs> you know, I was a bit of a learning junkie. I could list all of them, but the point was we often did it outside of work. Nowadays, it's happening inside, and it's up to us to provide it. It's up to us to bring it into our companies. It's up to us to make sure that we're attracting the people who actually want to absorb this new information and learn and grow. So that's one of the things I really want other people to get on board with too, is to recognize that if you want your team to grow, then create the environment where that can happen. Make sure you've got a learning and training budget. Make sure that if you have a new way that you want things to get done, that you come in and train the entire team. Do a train-the-trainer program where you train champions within your own organization to get really, really good at things. But keep that learning happening. Keep that growth on task. And recognize that if you cannot expect everyone to do it outside of business hours, it's going to happen within business hours. So I think we need to include that in our mindset. I think we need to include that in our budgets. And I think we need to include that in how we think of how our team members spend their time. That the investment that we make in them will pay off they'll be more knowledgeable. Their attitudes, their mindsets will be more growth-oriented. They'll have much greater skill level. Not to say that some people may not take night classes. I know lots of people in our company who do that too. But the point is that there's lots we can bring in and we can actually free up time for people to go and take courses, for instance, during the day. And then also their habits will get better. I don't know about you, but I think those are all really, really good things. It's called cash, knowledge, attitude, skills, and habits. So I think that's just a really interesting way to look at how we structure our organizations that we may not have thought about this before. We may just assume people come in fully formed, trained, ready to go. Mm, not always. 
<laughs> they're trained to a point, but they're on-the-job training far more relevant and important. I've got friends who actually own companies, and they'll say, yep, I want a university degree, and I want one year of college. Because university, they learn how to think strategically and weigh the pros and cons and reason. And in college, they actually learn the practical skills. So there's a lot that people have to come in doing, but and that's only the baseline. Then they actually have to learn how to do the job in this particular company, how to do the role, how to fulfill the responsibilities, how to produce those results. And that's only going to happen by doing it. So I think we can really set ourselves up for success by setting up our fabulous team members for success and encouraging them to grow and encouraging them to learn and providing the time and the means with which to be able to do that. Now, another part, if I think about lifetime growth, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our laws of lifetime growth. So let me just list these off for you because I think you'll find them really interesting. And I could probably do a podcast on every single one, <laughs> which I'm not going to do right now. But number one is always make your future bigger than your past. And when you approach your past with this attitude, you'll always have an insatiable desire for even better, more enjoyable experiences. Law number two, always make your learning greater than your experience. Experience alone is no guarantee of lifetime growth, but continually transform your experiences into new lessons and you'll make each day of your life a source of growth. One of our tools is called the Experience Transformer, one of my absolute favorites, because it means that regardless of what happened in the past, you can always make it better by learning the lessons. It doesn't just have to stay a sore spot or a point of pain that you want to avoid. You can actually dig in and learn from it and figure out, okay, if I were ever to deal with this situation again, here's what I would do differently differently because you're a different person now. You've moved ahead. You've had more life experiences. You've had more hopefully positive ones. And there's always, always an opportunity for learning. So I love that. Law number three, always make your contribution bigger than your reward. Great for keeping your ego in check. Law number four, always make your performance greater than your applause. This is so great. This is always being focused on value creation. And applause is a byproduct. It needs to not be the source of what you're looking for. It needs to be the byproduct of, of you creating enormous value for other people in terms of your message, in terms of everything you're providing, your service, your product, your experience. If you think of it that way, you'll always be in a good, healthy place. Law number five, always make your gratitude greater than your success. Again, great law. Number six, always make your enjoyment greater than your effort. Always make your cooperation greater than your status. Always make your confidence greater than your comfort. Number nine, always make your purpose greater than your money. And law number 10, always make your questions bigger than your answers. If anyone's kind of feeling stuck and that they're not growing, could not recommend a better set of laws of lifetime growth because they really are all about your mindset and how you approach what it is that you do, your experiences, your past, your present, your future. And to my mind, that's just a very gracious and healthy and appropriate way to look at things. And by the way, this is all packaged in our brilliant book called The Laws of Lifetime Growth by Dan Sullivan and Catherine Nomura. So if that's something that you'd like to get your hands on, then please feel free to look at it. It's available on Amazon or from strategiccoach.com. Lots of different places where you can get that. So again, just to wrap up here, the whole point is you want to have lifetime growth as being a value, not only for your clientele, but also for your team. You know, I talk to a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs about their teams. And some of the people that really are the most frustrating are the ones that seem to be refusing to grow. And when I wrote my book, Multiplication by Subtraction, we tackle that a little bit. And that is a genuine issue. And that's also one of the hardest 
because sometimes those people have been around your company for a very long time and they don't recognize the need for growth. They're not focused on their contribution any longer. They're focused on their status. So again, I totally appreciate that that can be a challenging problem. But if you're a team member listening to this, make sure that's not you. (laughs) Make sure that you're always focused on your contribution and your growth, and you'll always make sure you're maximizing your value to your company. And I think as business owners and leaders, we can also set the environment for that to be true as well. So lifetime growth is one of Strategic Coach's core values. And I hope today has given you some insight into how you can use that for your own benefit, both in terms of your clients and your backstage team, and perhaps incorporate that into your core values as well. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know. I'd love to hear them at questions at strategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team's success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.